the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. TC Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5. K298CO. Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Ron DeRockstra. Vice President Pence gave the commencement address at the U.S. Air Force Academy this afternoon, invoking the historical significance of today in history and how it relates to today's pandemic. But on this day, Lieutenant Colonel Jimmy Doolittle led 16 B-25 bombers off the USS Hornet for an attack on Tokyo 668 miles away, and they succeeded. That mission by American air power inspired the nation. It gave the American people confidence that we would prevail. And I believe with all my heart that for Americans looking on from around the country at this very hour, seeing you brave men and women setting off on your mission to defend this nation, that on this day you'll also inspire confidence that we will prevail against the invisible enemy in our time as well. This is SRN News. This is Nick Anderson, General Manager of Salem Media Group Twin Cities. During times of crisis, this radio station will continue to be a reliable source of news and information. We take this very seriously and ask that you continue to stand behind not only our station by listening every day, but by continuing to do business with our local marketing partners. It's because of their support that we can be a beacon of strength when our culture needs it the most. Visit this station's website to learn more or call us at 651-405-8800. Hour two of your Northern Alliance Radio Network headliner Mitch Berg is right around the corner to keep us informed with everything going on. Also to keep you informed, go to am128thepatriot.com where you can see the latest COVID-19 resources and news. You can find articles and much more at am128thepatriot.com when you click COVID-19 updates and resources. Here's your Twin Cities forecast brought to you by Great Plains Windows and Doors. A chance of sprinkles, but mostly sunny, a high of 62. Tonight, a low of 34, but Sunday, a beautiful day, high of 51. Sunny. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and world. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The shining spot of red in the sea of dingy, dismal institutional blue, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 16 years and change strong, dominating Twin Cities weekend radio. We're benign despots, but despots nonetheless. And of course, my blog, Shot in the Dark, 18 years old and counting. It, it can join the Army. It can sign contracts. It can, uh, it can affect policy. It can run for office up to certain limits, other than the fact that it's not actually human. However, five days a week, it is... As far as I'm concerned, just about the best source of news and information you can find, period, end of sentence. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Don't forget Brad Carlson coming up tomorrow from 1 to 3 here on AM 1280, The Patriot. And, of course, our good friend King Banyan. 
uh, live from St. Cloud, socially distancing for 10 years now on the radio uh, at uh, on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman, every Saturday morning from 9 to 11. We're still, after all these years, the Narn, and we still came to kick tush and eat donuts, and most of us have given up donuts. So what are we left to? You got it. Anyway, speaking of which, uh, Minnesota has a mission in front of us right now. And as we talked about in the first segment, we have an extreme point of view on one side that, that, that says we need to stay shut down until all the danger is past. We need to mitigate all risk as much as possible. If even one life is saved, every single every single sacrifice will be worth it, even if it means... 99% of America's businesses go down the tubes waiting for that to, to be ascertained. On the other side, we have the send everyone back to work. Let's get to crowd immunity the hard way and, and suck it up and deal with the losses. There is a middle way. We don't know what it is, but there has to be. And with us, the proprietor of, of, a, of, a, of a Facebook page that whose success rivals Britney Spears in 2000, really, in terms of yeah. overwhelming... Uh, overwhelming, uh, out of nowhere acceptance uh, from Reopen Minnesota, the Facebook page of the same name. Uh, longtime friend of the broadcast, David Strom joins us. David, welcome. Well, hey, Mitch. Now, if you compare me to Britney Spears, does that mean I have to, like, you know, chop my own hair and shave my head? Uh, what, again? <laughs> Just kidding, David. No, you do not have to do that. And and I think any any interactions with Kevin Federline will probably be mostly mostly professional at this point, David. But uh, welcome to the broadcast. So, you have made a bit of a splash this past week. When did you actually set up uh, Reopen Minnesota, the Facebook page? I think it was like last Sunday, wasn't it? Uh, it was late Monday afternoon, I believe. <laughs> Even faster. Well, so let's let's talk about uh, about the sort of the Beatlemania level uh, hysteria that has greeted, and, and largely in a positive sense, uh, greeted the, the Facebook page in a moment here. But what prompted you to to create this Facebook page? Well, uh, I, it sort of boils down to this. I started getting the sense a couple of weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago, that Governor Waltz and his team had gone off the rails. And, uh, you know, history shows that political leaders can move farther and farther away from rationality and uh, maintain support until they don't. And that his credibility was going to start dropping rapidly because he looked irrational. Uh, you know, not quite as bad as Gretchen Whitmer, the governor of Michigan, but moving in that direction and that if we didn't pressure him uh, to start listening to the people who were being really hurt by this shutdown, uh, you know, we'd get to a breaking point where uh, people wouldn't listen to government officials at all. So, I was trying to find a way to gather uh, a large group of people uh, who are both taking the coronavirus threat seriously, but also quite well aware that uh, we're going off the rails here. We're destroying, you know, not something abstract like the economy, 
although, you know, that's the, the economy itself is perfect uh, to describe certain things, but actual individual lives. Uh, and, you know, you're looking at the uh, anyone who's a small business owner, uh, hairdressers, people who uh, worked in anything in the beauty industry, masseurs, uh, you can go down the list. I mean, imagine what it's like to have started a small business, put your life savings into that. And the response from the governor uh, when you, you know, start saying you're killing me is uh, we're putting people over profit. Like, well, yeah. we're not talking about something abstract like profits. We're talking about uh, my little corner of the American dream is getting trashed, and I may never recover. So I wanted yeah. to give voice to those people. Yep, and we'll we'll talk about that voice in just a moment here. But let's talk a little bit about the response. Let's talk on a policy level. I, I think let's give credit where credit is due. I think the governor had an appropriate response a month ago, uh, starting around March 16th, back when there were still a lot of unknowns and, and when the curbs were heading up towards hundreds of thousands of cases in Minnesota and, and tens of thousands of fatalities in Minnesota. And yet I think the great symbol of the overreach that started, I don't know, a week and a half, two weeks ago, not overreach, but perhaps tone deafness, uh, is the fact that they're making these huge life-altering decisions that are causing immense misery. I mean, we've got the highest unemployment rate in Minnesota since the Depression, and we're doing relatively well. And yet you have Stefan Gildermeister, the state's health economist, who explains why he's not going to release his model or the details behind his model and the code that would allow people to to, to play with the model themselves and see what kind of numbers they're going to get because, uh, quote, it allows folks to make assumptions that aren't very realistic ones. In other words, they might really reach different conclusions than me and publicize them here, which is just the most gratingly arrogant thing I've ever heard a state bureaucrat, at least in this state, full of arrogant bureaucrats say. I think it's a symptom of of this of, of, of a real top-down approach that is going to cause a lot of problems in the recovery for this state, David Strom. That is precisely uh, what got me starting to criticize the governor is suddenly this University of Minnesota model pops out that is grossly at variance with just about every other model uh, out there, which have been getting more and more Accurate. None of them is perfect because models are models or simplifications of reality driven by assumptions. But everybody else was adjusting their models with reality. Uh, you know, everything that Governor Waltz has been pushing and talking about is, you know, we're doing this because the science says so. And yet, really, they're relying upon this grossly out-of-touch model that doesn't reflect what appears to be reality, and they have painted themselves into a corner. I mean, just to give you uh, a, a sense of how out-of-whack that model is, uh, it predicts that we will see a peak uh, of COVID-19 infections and, and mortality in Minnesota, uh, in late June and July, and it will be three times worse per capita, more than three times worse per capita than New York City, which was the worst in the world. 
Uh, yeah. You know, you look at you look at that and you say, well, that's insane. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, you know, and they're doing exactly what uh, the global warming alarmists are doing. And in fact, he compared this to the global warming models. He said, you don't trust science. It's uh, just like the global warming doubters don't trust science. And I'm looking at that and it says, well, this is a great lesson for you about the reliability of models when people are putting in uh, pessimistic assumptions. I mean, they're assuming that there are going to be 5,000 people in intensive care in June and July, 5,000. That's how many there were in New York State uh, at the worst. Uh, And New York State is more than three times, almost four times the size of Minnesota. Right. And uh, uh, so you look at that, and Governor Waltz has gotten very, very brittle. Uh, about, uh, you know, defending this model. He doesn't listen to anyone else about it. Uh, Anytime anyone questions it, he gets angry. And, uh, you know, if you're an average Minnesotan, he's making huge demands on you. And if you trusted them, you know, you might be willing to do all those things. In fact, if you look, people were. They did shut down their businesses. They did socially distance. They went into their homes. Uh, uh, and if you were driving on the highways a week and a half or two weeks ago, they were empty. Well, guess what? Yep. They're not empty anymore, which shows that people have lost faith. And that's just going to go further and further because Waltz is blowing it. Yeah. And by the way, you're seeing that not just in Minnesota, but uh, but in New York City, the place by far hardest hit per capita and in absolute numbers in the United States. Uh, people are seeing traffic jams on the Brooklyn Queens Expressway again for the first time in a month. I mean, people are and, and this is really kind of a I mean, something that, that conservatives sort of accept as a matter of faith. Yes, we do need a government, but the government needs to act with integrity and with reason or people will lose faith in it and then order degenerates. And if, when sometime when government needs to have that credibility, the next time we have one of these. Where will the credibility be when when it acts in a way that doesn't uphold its own integrity of its own reason and its own transparency? It's going to lead to bigger problems the next time we need to have government be, you know, trustworthy in the great scheme of things, David Strom. Uh, That is a perfect uh, way of putting it. I mean, think about this in comparison to World War II Britain, where uh, you know, they put the put up the signs, keep calm and carry on. And during the height of the blitz, uh, Londoners were still finding ways to, uh, you know, keep society going. And what our leaders are actually asking us to do is shut society down. Uh, and I, I mean, that's that's really what they're asking us to do. I mean, and. You know, the, the only people who you can interact with on uh, a regular basis. D- David, are... we're up against a break. David, we're up against sure. a break. Could we hold you over for a segment here? Absolutely. Let's let's hold David Strom for one segment. By the way, if you have questions or comments, 651-289-4488. David Strom from Reopen Minnesota joins us. We'll be right back. Whoa. 
Look at all these options. You can fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream The Patriot. Top shelf choices include am1280thepatriot.com, our free app, and radio.com. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. As a business owner, you're in a difficult position today. Stay-at-home regulations, social distancing, and in some cases, extreme limitations on our individual liberties have caused small and medium businesses to question whether marketing during this time is the right thing to do. You're asking a lot of questions, and you're getting few, if any, answers. Salem Surround is here to help business owners during these challenging times. We're sponsoring free webinars April 22nd and 24th, featuring nationally known marketing and advertising experts, Burrell & Associates. Named in the top 2% of worldwide consultants by Gerson Lehrman Group. They'll discuss how to manage marketing in times of crisis and examples of how some businesses actually thrive in difficult times. Attend virtually to hear some factual data on what you can do to keep your business top of mind, relevant, and vital to customers today. Two free seminars are offered each day, April 22nd or 24th, and limited space is available. For times and to sign up, go to SalemSurround.com. SalemSurround.com. Relief factor, pain relief that's natural, pain relief that works, and pain relief that attacks the source of the pain. I come from the doctor's clinic this morning, 28 staples out of my knee, and I am not taking painkillers. Why? Because I don't need to. I'm taking Relief Factor. Yes, it's a triple dose, but it doesn't have any negative side effects. And I am doing just fine. Thank you very much. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at relieffactor.com and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just nineteen ninety-five. That's less than a dollar a day. That's truly remarkable to be liberated from your pain for less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. Go right now. ReliefFactor.com, ReliefFactor.com. This is your opportunity to be the next success story. Millions retire online so they can do what they want offline. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at SocialSecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. AM 1280 The Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network 651-289-4488 Limited call On the air right now with David Strom Who has added to his lengthy portfolio Political gadflyism and and activism By by this past week Hard to believe this past week Only since Monday uh, Creating a Facebook page called Reopen Minnesota And the trajectory has been amazing, David Strom. Uh, clearly, there's some resonance in the topic out there. You went from one follower, I think I signed up on Monday night, I think by, what, Wednesday you were uh, getting on Channel 9 with 11,000 people, and I think you're probably flirting with the high teens and thousands at this point, David. Uh, kind of astounding. Uh, it is. I certainly have never experienced anything uh, like this. You know, over my years at the Taxpayers League, 
we probably, and which was about a decade, decade and a half even, we probably got up to maybe 15,000 donors at one point. And now no one's having to send send me money here, but to get to 16 or 17,000 in a week shows you that there's a real hunger uh, to have a, a voice in this process, which has been denied to people up until now. So, David, what is the goal of Reopen Minnesota? I mean, we have two extremes. We have the shut everything down extreme. We have the opening everything up now extreme. What is the result you're looking to see out of this uh, this effort and this community of people? Well, I think we're already seeing modest results. Uh, uh, the governor has been feeling a lot of pressure, which is ratcheting up. Uh, as soon as I started this page, lots of government uh, types, uh, you know, it's from people within government, reporters, lobbyists, all those people jumped on to see what we were talking about and have noticed how quickly this has grown. And that's increased the pressure dramatically on those people to find solutions where people can keep their lives going without uh, you know, making things significantly uh, less safe. I mean, I want to I, I want to emphasize one thing, uh, uh, and I'm going to put it out there now because I don't know how much time we have. But uh, right now, people are going out to shop. Uh, people are, you know, at essential stores uh, for essential things, but they're all big box stores. Uh, They're all major corporations. And we are in the process of destroying half our economy, Uh, small businesses, the life savings, the people who work for those uh, uh, smaller businesses, and shifting all the power into a very concentrated uh, economic group. I mean, you've got Big corporations hiring people uh, and uh, people getting laid off or just let go everywhere else. And, you know, it, it's going to destroy our society. It's creating, uh, you know, the kind of vast inequality that people on the left complain about all the time. But actually, their policies are all about shifting power away from individuals and giving them to large organizations and large corporations. And, and, you know, when all this is said and done, everything that makes your community unique and interesting will be gone. And that is a disaster, uh, you know, for the people involved in it, for the distinctiveness uh, of the particular cultures in the United States. Uh, and it's just a massive transfer of power and wealth away from individuals to the large corporations and government. Uh, and I just cannot understand how anyone can look at what we're doing, the destructiveness of it, and call it an inconvenience, which is really what you hear all the time uh, from the people pushing for uh, you know, more government restrictions. You just yeah. have to suffer some inconvenience. 
yeah, which is and, easy to say if you're a Hollywood star or a uh, or, or a public union employee or someone who's yeah. who's part of the system that keeps uh, the wheels rolling here. Uh, I, I think we're uh, we're we're going to wind up having an interesting discussion about this, David Strom. Let's go to the phones real quick because there's so much to talk about here. But let's uh, let's start off with Mike in St. Paul. Welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network with uh, David Strom. Go right ahead. Hi, Mitch. Um, thanks for having me on. I'm a little bit teed off with Governor Walls by bringing in that the lady who is the health care worker from North Memorial to explain how terrified she is at taking care of these patients. And we're all afraid. But Governor Walls' solution seems to be only to lengthen out this process. That woman was seemed to be on the verge of tears half the time. And I, I can understand that. But when I hear Walls wanting to draw this out, I don't know how long they're going to hold up. When you hear about people like uh, the governor of South Dakota, she brought she's bringing in doses of hydrochloroquine, a lot of them, and some of them are going to be used as preventatives for healthcare workers that are taking care of these patients. That's solutions. That's more. That's thinking out of the box. That's you know gives people hope. And this guy saying, "Oh, we're going to have two months more of this," is just is just awful. I, I, you know, I it's been I, fascinating. By the way, thank you very much for your call, uh, Mike. This is an excellent point. It's been an interesting co- contrast looking at the governors of Minnesota, who, by the way, I will give credit where is due. He's not been all wrong. He's he's done fairly done fairly well, at least started off fairly well. I can't speak French for his bureaucracy or some of their assumptions. But uh, compare that with Doug Burgum in North Dakota, husband of my high school classmate, and Christy Noem, in South Dakota, who have yielded excellent results so far at similar stages in the pandemic in very different states, but states that are largely in a fairly decent state and didn't have to squat on their entire small business community to, to, to do it, David Strom. Well, that's absolutely right. And, uh, you know, let me give you a sense of how deceptive uh, the governor has been of late. He started off uh, saying, what we're trying to do is flatten the curve. We heard that again and again and again from people at all levels of government. And flattening the curve does not change the ultimate spread of the virus. What it does is spread it out. And that's what our policy started off being. Uh, now they're selling those policies as if they're going to save, uh, you know, tens or hundreds of thousands of lives. Uh, and that's just deceptive, uh, just in the way that, that he is prodding out the head of the Minnesota Nurses Union. Yeah. Uh, that's who that nurse was, uh, you know, who's deeply allied with the governor. Uh, yeah. You know, she's not some random nurse. She is a political operative. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, trying to convince Minnesotans of something that they themselves know is not true. The virus, until we get herd immunity, is going to spread. So the question is, at what rate? And, uh, you know, we don't have to go to Jason Lewis's uh, uh, model, which is get it all over with at once, uh, without. uh, but we do have to recognize most people are going to get it at some point. And uh, what we need is a healthy 
medical system, which is why we started all this process. Well, the, the medical system is dying on the vine. They don't have patients. Uh, they're laying people off. Uh, they're cutting salaries. Uh, hospitals are begging the governor. I know this because I know people involved in the hospitals. Uh, they're begging the governor to allow them to do at least some elective surgery, which, by the way, includes things like cancer treatments. Yeah, People cannot get surgery to remove cancer. Uh, yeah. You know, we're, we're not talking about you know, cosmetic surgery here. It's cancer treatments. It's people with kidney stones and in terrific pain, uh, hip replacements. Uh, you know, all of those things are huge uh, quality of life uh, issues, yeah. and they, they're not treating patients. And Absolutely. David, David Strom, are, is there any chance we can keep you for another segment? Because we've got a ton of callers here, and I'm only about halfway through my agenda here. If we could do one more segment, that would okay. be great. We have a few callers on the line. Hang on out there. We'll get to you here. But uh, in the minute we have remaining before our break, David, I think along with people's faith in government and, and taking government instructions on this sort of situation seriously, another big hit is the faith in science. And this is one you see on the left. You see, I heard this on an NPR show yesterday. Uh, one of the somebody from Politifact was was asking. So, I mean, who's out there looking out for Team Science? The idea that science is this monolithic block that always has all the same same point of view, even on scientific matters. There are so many different scientific views on how to respond to coronavirus. There's no scientific consensus on this any more than there is on climate change, and yet you've got the governor acting as if the, the science is a big two-by-four that, that he can whack people over the head with. Uh, 30 seconds, David Strom. I, I think this is a big problem. Well, I'm, uh, you know, I come from a family of scientists. I all, almost went into physics. Uh, I really seriously thought about it. So I have the greatest respect for science, and you know, what makes science run is skepticism, yes. uh, is poking at, uh, you know, theories and conclusions to this day. Uh, more skepticism, more critical thought, less log rolling, less less gaslighting. Absolutely. David Strom for one more segment. Uh, get on the phone, 651-289-4488. Guy and Pete, you're up next. Go nowhere. Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot. I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. 
That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. You're about to hear a commercial for a very unique mortgage team that has a very specific advantage that could save your family monthly and lifelong money. Two things you should know. One, we were started by a dad and his son and his wife and his sister-in-law. And we've grown to be a faith-focused mortgage team that's helping families across the U.S. We're faith and family at our core, and we don't hide it. Two, we've still stayed fairly small, on purpose. We're only about a couple dozen people, a makeup that we believe lets us truly know every person that calls. But we also have a big advantage. Our company is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls a reality that often allows us to get you a better rate, which could save you monthly and lifelong money. We are United Faith Mortgage at unitedfaithmortgage.com. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Millville Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to animalistconsumeraccess.org. Corporate animalist number 1330. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, Mississippi, Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. It pays to be kind when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Each day for 30 days, we'll post a new act of kindness that you can do for others. On May 2nd, you could win $5,000, and a deserving organization will also receive $5,000 in your name. You can make a difference in others' lives when you enter. So go to am1280thepatriot.com and click on the Kindness Challenge to enter. You can be rewarded for simple acts of kindness. Keep on loving. Wash your hands, avoid sick people, and touching your face. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hey, don't forget the latest coronavirus weekly report with Seb Gorka, Hugh Hewitt. Go to am1280thepatriot.com for all the details. We'll keep you up to date with all the latest news that you can trust about the epidemic that's been in all the papers otherwise. You don't always get the best information out there. That's what we work on here. We bring you the best of the information, including this very interview. Uh, David Strum, we got a couple calls who have been waiting online. But I, one other thing that I just, I, I, it's been kind of chewing at my craw here. I, that's the wrong metaphor, but you know what I'm saying. Sticking in my sure. craw, chewing on my whatever. Anyway, that uh, this happened yesterday and the day before, there were some protests at the governor's mansion. Now, to me, as a highly pragmatic conservative with, some very immune-compromised people in my immediate circle. Uh, the, the, the whole idea of there being a middle ground between absolute shutdown and Jason Lewis's pull-off-the-band-aid approach is the idea that Minnesotans are conscientious, well-informed, and smart enough to see to our own health and safety and that of our families and our community, that we're well-informed, that we're responsible, that we're moral actors, and that we can do things like socially distance ourselves while we go about our business, while we go about carrying out an economic life. And so, what does the media have portrayed in front of it yesterday but a protest full of people who are clumping up uh, like like waxy yellow buildup in your kitchen, handing food back and forth, uh, gathered around like like the whole epidemic thing is an entire, uh, it's, it's a huge joke, bringing their kids out to do the same 
in front of the cameras. And I'm thinking, boy, this was not a great advertisement for the middle way in approaching uh, reopening this state, David Strom. Do you, do you have any thoughts on the subject? Well, I do. Obviously, I do. First of all, I should say uh, I am very much in a high-risk category, including uh, one particular problem that I have, hopefully temporarily, that Dr. Burks uh, brought up a week or two ago is a particular problem. So I'm very sensitive uh, on a personal level to the need to be careful. Uh, uh, you know, I have a couple of thoughts. One, on our Facebook page, uh, Reopen Minnesota, we specifically did not promote it. We didn't allow posts to promote it. Uh, not because we don't believe people have the, the right to do those things, uh, but we're not going to be in the business of promoting what appears to be irresponsible behavior. We're certainly not virus doubters. Uh, uh, so, yeah, we're looking for ways that we can, you know, help people get out there safely. I don't think we're going to convince Minnesotans, even if it were true that it's safe to go outside uh, and and mingle without any protection. So uh, I did not uh, do anything to promote that. I had a lot of pressure, including people yelling at me, uh, at least metaphorically online. Uh, but I stuck my guns on that. Uh, uh, I'm not going to trash them. Uh, because uh, a lot of those people are friends. I know them. I like them. Uh, but I'm not going to go that direction. I disagree Same. with what they did. Yep. I thought it was, uh, and, and I thought it was like a lot of things that we've seen. Uh, it, it has, I mean, we're seeing a certain amount of blue fragility on the other side, not necessarily government waltz, or governor waltz, although there's a little bit of it. And yeah, they're, they're, they're picking and choosing the, the aspects of the opposition to show and to, and how they show them. That's, that's part of the battlefield we have. Uh, so I was, I was less than thrilled with that myself, David, while I certainly respect the motivation to, to go out and, and, and be heard and seek redress for our grievances let's go to the phones in plymouth guy you're on the northern alliance radio network with david strom go right ahead mitch and david thank you very much for taking my call and thanks for all the work you do on this topic and we talked about we can contact the governor and we can uh, have the uh, rally or the protest at the mansion and then he's um, opened up governor Walsh has opened up fishing and boating and golfing but that really impacts very few people as employers what do you guys think is next really regarding i've heard somebody on david on your on your page the open minnesota page talk about maybe picking a date where uh there would be a mass opening of small businesses say um 15,000 or there's 40,000 hairdressers just in the state of minnesota or stylists what if all of the businesses tried to open on that single day provided they gave um they followed things like the employees wearing masks and limiting numbers of uh, the persons that could be in their establishment. Um, the government couldn't really enfor- could not really enforce um, thousands of these violations, uh, charging all of them. What, what are you guys' thoughts on whether that might happen, picking a single date? I'll hang up with David Strom, uh, avalanche of responsibility, a valid option? Well, I think it's an inevitable option, you know, whether it's done piecemeal or or uh, 
uh, in a coordinated action. I'd rather see the, the latter than the former uh, because if, if it's not coordinated, it's going to be easy for the authorities to pick you off. I mean, I, I personally, uh, you know, feel awful for the, the people in the beauty industry, although, you know, I never try to look beautiful because it's impossible. Uh, but you're talking about a lot of people, you know, in uh, very middle class uh, livelihoods who probably don't have a lot of savings, a lot of single moms who have just been ripped out of their lives. And, uh, you know, just like dental hygienists have, uh, when there are really relatively simple ways to make what they do safe. And, uh, you know, I think we've got to find a way to organize the people who have really been devastated by by this. Uh, because, you know, without that, they're going to get picked off one by one. I mean, the, the best thing, obviously, is for the governor and his, uh, you know, leadership team to get ahead of it so that you don't need civil disobedience. That's really what I'm looking for. Uh, you know, well, I'm almost actually- as if we need uh, a number of in- industry sectors in the state to do for their lines of work what you have done for general inchoate public yep. outrage. Uh, we, we need some of these business leaders to, to organize, step up, maybe even maybe even link up with some of us who are looking for a, a, a enlightened middle way approach that, that helps everyone out here. Uh, I, I think that's fair to say. Let's go. Uh, we got one more call here in Roseville. Pete, you're on the Northern Alliance Radio Network with David Strom. Hi. Uh, just a, a comment that I have. You know, I think we've done an excellent job of flattening the curve and uh, the governor seems to be moving the goalpost. We've got the number down. And uh, it seems like we've, the Minnesotans have been adhering to the restrictions that we have. But the models have been so incredibly off. You know, whether it was 65,000, 22,000, we're down to, I think, 191. I'm not sure how many deaths. And it just seems, when you look at common sense, it seems that we should be able to start reopening, if you, even if you look toward the future based on the trends in that regard. But yet when you read in the paper, the Pioneer Press, for example, today, and they start looking at what the Trump administration, their guidelines, where it says symptoms must fall, cases must fall. Then you get into this nebulous area about you're going, well, how are we going to test for all the symptoms? How are we going to know how many cases and whether they're actually falling or not? This seems to provide the governor cover to stick with the direction that he's that he's in. So I'm just curious as to how we're going to overcome that obstacle for small businesses who are really suffering. There's a, a little Italian place in Woodbury that I that I frequently visit, and he's had to shut down. He, he made a uh, video on Facebook, and the guy was nearly in tears. And I'm sure this is replaying over and over. We just don't realize, and it isn't publicized enough, the economic and social devastation that this is all uh, that this is causing. So that's uh, that's my comment or concern. And uh, well, well taken and, very much. Thank you very much. Uh, David Strom, your response. Well, I, I want to put an exclamation point, amplify that point, uh, you know, by a million times, uh, because that really is uh, the, the overwhelming tragedy of what's happening right now. I mean, it sounds cold to say that we need to find a balance, 
But that is, in fact, what we do with everything in life. We need to find a balance, uh, you know, between the right speed limit and, you know, increasing the number of deaths that are out there. A really uh, a horrific example is this a, uh, a town in uh, Ash County, uh, Tennessee. One town in Ash County had eight suicides in one day. Uh, you know, people, uh, you know, and normally they have 18 in a year. Yeah. Uh, you know, people are losing hope. People are seeing their lives destroyed. And we have to find a balance. I mean, one of the things that shocks me, uh, and I'm not an epidemiologist, uh, so I don't know the appropriate response to this, uh, but almost everybody who has passed away in Minnesota uh, has lived in a nursing home. And I don't think that those lives are, are any less valuable than anything else, but it tells you we could target extreme measures there, although not the ones they have now. I mean, nursing homes have become solitary confinement homes. Uh, there are people with dementia who have food shoved under their door and don't yeah. see anyone. Uh, I mean, that is the height of cruelty. And that's what yes. we're doing to, quote, save lives. Uh, you know, I think we need to have a much better strategy to protect people uh, in nursing homes where the, the real problems are, uh, treat people humanely, which we are not doing, uh, and find ways to safely loosen things up in areas where, you know, people are just not at that great a risk. I mean, most cases are asymptomatic. I mean, they, they pick a few counties to do much more widespread testing, and what they found out is a lot more people have had this than they thought, uh, which tells you that the mortality rate uh, is much lower than they thought. Uh, And we've got down towards, I mean, I hate to bring this this up because you'll get stabbed in the back, but it's not much different than the flu. Uh, And, uh, you know, we'll have to do more studies to find out whether that is true or not. Uh, but the, you know, no deaths allowed, uh, uh, you know, theory of dealing with this is so at variance with every other uh, thing that we've ever seen. And you have to wonder, are you willing to lead to the death of a version of society that we've all grown to love? I mean, there will be no local restaurants left. You know, yeah. there will be hairdressers who are homeless. Uh, and those are real costs. And pointing them out gets you labeled as part of the ongoing log rolling effort as cruel and and wanting to wanting to kill grandma. And there, there's the, the imperative in a conservative society is for people to act morally and responsibly. And and exceptions do exist, but you have to think with those stakes, most people will sanely and rationally assess those risks. David Strom, we are out of time, but let's do stay in touch on this here. Reopening Minnesota is going to be the biggest do-it-yourself project in state history. Thanks for uh, joining us here today, David. All right. Thank you, Mitch.
Thank you very much. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go to Facebook. Look for Reopen Minnesota. What the heck? Join in the conversation. It's a big one. One more segment to go. We'll be right back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Whoa. Look at all these options. You can fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream The Patriot. Top shelf choices include am1280thepatriot.com, our free app, and radio.com. Midwest Fence is the type of fence company your brother, your uncle, your cousin, or your neighbor would recommend because they too went with them for their fence and figured out pretty quickly Midwest was the obvious choice. Not only were the costs kept low because Midwest Fence is the largest fence company in the state and thus buys in bulk and passes the savings on to you, but just the fact that this company has vastly more experience with fences than anyone else gives a person a certain peace of mind. Folks, they've been at this since Truman was president. Driving down the road in Minnesota, you see the handiwork of Midwest fence all around you. And those people who went with Midwest will tell you it was hardly a difficult decision. You won't find a greater variety of design options, nor more down-to-earth people ready to work with you. Midwest fence, the ones your neighbors recommend. Learn more at MidwestFence.com. How does the baby move in your tummy? How does the baby eat? Can the baby hear me? How did the baby get in there? Wow, a pregnancy can sure generate a lot of questions. But what's important is that a baby is a baby, inside and out of the womb. Not just after birth, but nine months before at conception. That's right. Every baby is a miracle. Hello, my name is Marianne Kuharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org or better yet, simply dial pound 250 on your cell phone and say the keyword pro-life. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pick it up or take it out, rackshacktogo.com or rackshackdelivery.com. It's so easy. Hey, you've been working hard. Half the staff is gone and your crew needs a lift. Go to rackshacktogo.com for pickup or rackshackdelivery.com and we'll bring it out to you. It's America's food and the right thing to do. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack barbecue, Ooh. Take your favorite Patriot hosts with you wherever you go by downloading our app. Listen to your favorite shows, see our social media posts, enter exclusive contests, and more. Just search for AM 1280 The Patriot in the App Store. AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651-289-4488, 651-289-4488, the number to call should you care to try, although the odds of actually getting a call on the air at this point are slim. You never know if you really impress Terminator N with your logic. Anything's possible. It's a, it's a country of amazing possibilities. And, and we see this because while it's easy to focus on the, the, the things that are dismal and, and difficult in a time like this, about the boredom of working from home, if you do have a job, 
or the misery of watching your livelihood, in some cases your business, swirling down the drain, uh, there are miracles happening out there. There are there are miracles, and and we saw this last week when we saw the governors of California, Oregon, and Washington join together to announce the Western states' pact. In other words, a a pact of Western. I should say not Western, but uh, really Pacific Coast governors, all of them perforce progressive Democrats, led by Gavin Newsom of California, uh, someone who uh, makes Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez look moderate, middle of the road, certainly the most, quote, progressive, end quote, mayor in America today. And what you saw this past week was Gavin Newsom and his cronies, uh, on the progressive movement in Oregon and Washington, joining together to uphold what? Federalism. That's right. They don't like what they're getting from the federal government. They're doing the, that, that which the Constitution and the 10th Amendment assures them their ability to do, to exercise their enumerated powers to deal with things that are rightfully the job of the states. And you saw that again this past week as some of the other regional coalitions of governments frequently divided by party, including the Midwest Pact, which includes Minnesota, not Iowa, but Wisconsin, Democrat, Illinois, Democrat, Kentucky, Democrat, not a very smart one either, Ohio, okay, Republican there, and uniting and carrying out their prerogatives as states are supposed to do in a federal system. Now, normally, you talk about the Tenth Amendment to a bunch of progressives, and they say, well, that's states' rights. That means you support slavery. No, I just did a redneck accent there, and of course, their readings. well, I'm going to try and affect the, the academic accent that so many of them have as their native language. Well, you just invoked states' rights, which means you must support slavery. <laughs> no, we don't. Federalism is a key check and balance on the power of federal government and state governments, for that matter. The federal government can check and balance the power of states. For example, the way John F. Kennedy checked and balanced the power of George Wallace in in overcoming uh, state-level laws that, that discriminate against African Americans. Likewise, states have the power to check and balance the power of the federal government, as laid out in the Tenth Amendment, which is not uh, justifying slavery. No, it's not. It's how it's supposed to work. And if you have a week where the likes of Gavin Newsom and Andrew, Andrew Cuomo have figured this out, well, well, then there are miracles afoot. Oh, yes, there are. Are there miracles afoot? Among all the bad news about this pandemic, yet another silver lining. The administrations in Minneapolis and St. Paul are being forced to stop playing SimCity with real money and people and actually do the things that city governments are supposed to do. This is from the Star Tribune. In Minneapolis, meetings to discuss the hotly debated Upper Harbor Terminal redevelopment, i.e. pork barrel handout for progressive interests, have been postponed. 
discussions about millions in funding for neighborhood organizations and reimagining the city's transportation system have been pushed to the summer at best. And in St. Paul, which normally is busy trying to keep up with Minneapolis in terms of keeping not one degree behind the progressive fashion curve, the pandemic prompted the city to postpone public hearings on a tenant protection ordinance, i.e. a landlord oppression ordinance, and a ban on conversion therapy, because conversion therapy is what's causing the problems in St. Paul with business fleeing and, and with crime up and down University Avenue. Yeah, let's make sure we focus on a virtue signaling on a, on a side issue, whatever your feelings may be about it. It's not the essential task of city government. A community meeting on the future of Aid Mill Road, which is a political football, which is worth a discussion sometime, was canceled and replaced with an online video meaning that a $2 million project just might not get bumped up to $9 million. The, In other words, the coronavirus is causing a slowdown for the two cities, which have in recent years been raising the minimum wage, overhauling zoning, and making other changes consistent with a progressive policy agenda. Now, heaven forbid, they're having to scramble to find ways to meet the immediate needs of struggling residents while protecting their own workers. In other words... Instead of a shopping list of progressive virtue signals, it's gone. They're having to actually do the, the nuts and bolts that we, the voters and taxpayers, expect from city government. Paving the streets. Fighting crime. You know, all that mundane stuff. It's not nearly as fun as playing SimCity with real money and people, but is, you know, what cities are supposed to do. So, yes, ladies and gentlemen, we live in a time of miracles. Enjoy it, because when good times come back, well, the progressives will still be there. Thank you for tuning in. God bless you all. God bless America. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Fierce Nachiwati with Principal Office in Dallas, Texas is responsible for the content in this ad. Attention women, if you or a loved one used talcum powder for at least four years and were then diagnosed with advanced stages of ovarian cancer or metastatic ovarian cancer before the age of 75, listen closely. You may be entitled to substantial compensation. Call 800-991-4422. Time is limited to file a claim and we'll have to pull your medical records. You must have been diagnosed with ovarian cancer within the last 10 years. You need an attorney on your side fighting for your rights. Call 800-991-4422. One of the leading manufacturers of talcum powder has been ordered to pay millions of dollars in claims to the families of women who died of ovarian cancer. If you or a loved one used talcum powder for at least four years and were diagnosed with advanced stages of ovarian cancer or metastatic ovarian cancer that moved to other organs within the last 10 years, don't wait. Call 800-991-4422. That number again, 800-991-4422. Call 800-991-4422. Call right now. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. It's time to stand with Israel. Sebastian Gorka here, inviting you to register for a life-changing trip to Israel. 
December 2nd to 11th. Join me, my friend Mike Lindell, and hundreds of patriots on the Stand with Israel tour, a journey to the Holy Land to get first-hand insights into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. On the Stand with Israel tour, history, culture, and faith will converge right before your eyes in a truly remarkable country. I'll take you behind the scenes to explore over 40 iconic sites during an all-inclusive 10-day tour this December. We'll pray at the ancient Western Wall, sail the picturesque Sea of Galilee, float on the Dead Sea, explore modern Tel Aviv, and much more. Best of all, we'll be together with like-minded supporters of the nation of Israel. Reserve your spot today and travel with me on the Stand with Israel tour. Secure your spot today for the Stand with Israel tour. Join Dr. Gorka on the Stand with Israel tour. That's am1280thepatriot.com. The world seems to change every day. While we've made many adjustments during this pandemic, we are still open for you. Shipping parts, repairing pressure washers, and doing proposals for new wash bays hasn't stopped. As your local family-owned source for pressure washers, we are here for you during these times. Visit us at AmericanPressure.com to find out more. That's AmericanPressure.com. From your first sunrise to the sunset of life, we are with you through life's journey. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. Visit socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. AM 1280, The Patriot, is 